Few hires are going to impact the trajectory of your business like your head of people. Get it right and your business is going to be off and running. Get it wrong and you're going to struggle. And I want you to get it right. Amplify Talent's mission is building a better world of work by elevating the field of HR. And few roles impact that mission quite like the head of people. So I want to help you. This is a special episode of the Redefining Work podcast. We are going to share a collective four-part series on how to hire a transformational head of people. So let's dig in. All right, let's say you're a company looking for a strategic partnership to help you transform your people operations. You know you've got dozens of options out there, but here's why Amplify is the best one. Amplify consults and advises on what it takes to build modern people teams. From the kickoff to weekly update meetings to interview coordination and every step in between, this helps them clearly understand your work style, culture, and needs so they can be a deeply informed advisor throughout the engagement. And they understand the complexity and profile of a modern people executive because they're embedded in that world. Founder Lars Schmidt has spent over 20 years working alongside chief human resources officers, building next generation HR programs, and working with companies like Forbes and Fast Company. These days, with everything moving at lightning speed, nothing is more important than clarity and simplicity. Cut through all the noise with Amplify. There are a few things that determine the success or failure of a business, like your ability to deliver and execute on ideas. How do you do that? You do that through high-performing teams. How do you get high-performing teams? You get high-performing teams through effective and transformative HR and people functions. Look, there are a lot of things determine whether your business is going to be successful. Product market fit, you know, product velocity and roadmap, funding, market conditions, some of those things you can control, some of those things you can't. But ultimately, the thing that brings that all to your life is your people. And your people team are the architects of how you get that done. My name is Lars Schmidt. I am the founder of Amplify Talent. And I've spent over 25 years in the industry building industry-leading and category-leading companies in a range of capacities. I'm a contributor to Fast Company where I write about modern work practices. I'm an author. I'm the host of the Redefining Work podcast, and I am on the guest faculty of IESA's School of Founders in Barcelona. And I bring all of that experience and knowledge into this video series designed to help you more effectively hire your head of people. You know, few roles are as transformative as a tremendous head of people. And when I use that term, it might be a chief people officer, might be a CHRO, might be a VP of talent. The person leading your HR people function is a critical member of your leadership team. And in this series, I'm going to help you understand how to get that hire right. There are three chapters to this video series. The first one is understanding the mindset and the environment that you are recruiting in. Look, the field of HR, like the society at large, has been through a lot over the last three years. But the events that we've experienced have taken a unique and acute toll on people leaders. And in the first video in the series, 
We're going to break that down and give you some more insights so that you understand the environment that you're recruiting in and the mindset of the people that you're going to be targeting for this role. In the second video of this series, we're going to talk more about the motivations and drivers for high-performing heads of people. What are they looking for? What about an opportunity is going to speak to them and capture their attention and their imagination? So we're going to spend that time breaking that down in the chapter two of the series. And lastly, interviewing. You are interviewing, obviously. You're watching this. You're probably going to be hiring ahead of people soon. So how do you get that right? How does the high-performing, high-impact head of people interview process differ from traditional interviews? What are they going to be expecting in the interview process? Who needs to be a part of that interview process? How do you need to design it? And then how do you need to think about both pre-boarding and onboarding once you've found the right person? So we're going to break all of that down in this new video series from Amplify Talent on how to hire a high-performing head of people. So tune in for the next chapter to learn more about the environment that you will now be recruiting in. All right, so you're hiring ahead of people. It's an excellent choice. I want to help you succeed in this endeavor because hiring the right head of people will transform your business. Hiring the wrong head of people will impede and worse. So let's talk about how to get that right. And this is the first chapter in a series of videos on how to effectively hire your head of people. And this is where we start. So if you're hiring ahead of people in this market today, you really have to start off with an understanding of the environment that they've been operating in and the psyche and mindset of experienced people leaders today. Think back in the last three years and all we've experienced. And I'm not just talking about the field of HR. I'm talking about society, humanity. We've been through a global pandemic. We've had a range of flashpoints in social justice and racial equity. We've seen toxic political turmoil uh, and an insurrection in the United States. We've seen Russia's war on Ukraine. We've seen the erasure of reproductive rights. We have seen so many significant things that have impacted the world around us and through that, the world of work as well. And when you think about it, the head of people has actually been on the front lines of this through a couple of different angles. And it's important to understand that as you go to market hiring your head of people. Pick any one of these things. You know, your head of people has experienced that as a member of the executive team, um, helping influence and guide and advise your leadership team on how best to navigate those waters. They've experienced it as a leader within the organization, a leader who many employees look to for answers and guidance. Uh, in all of these situations, they're going through it as somebody who is leading the people team, you know, the people team, the HR team, they're often on the front lines of all of these things. And so this is somebody who is really being there to rally their team in support of your employees. And they're also experiencing all of these things as an individual, an individual who's personally impacted in different ways by the series of events that have unfolded. And so that's kind of the reality of the weight that the field of HR, but more specifically heads of people have been carrying over the last three years. And when you think about going to market to hire ahead of people now, it's something you need to take into account. 
And because of that, you're actually seeing a lot of experienced CPOs and heads of people stepping out of the field altogether. They're moving into coaching. They're moving into consulting. They're moving into advisory work, fractional work. And some are just done and they're stepping out. So it's creating a void of leadership at the top end of the field. But what's also happening is you're seeing more companies investing in a head of people at an earlier stage than historically they had. You know, even companies at the Series A stage are bringing in heads of people because they know that building a foundation built to scale and that, you know, built to scale pieces comes with experience that that will set their organization on the right trajectory and footing for growth and scale. You're also seeing companies that historically had underinvested in HR. Perhaps they viewed the field as more of an administrative function. And again, all of those events over the last couple of years have exposed why HR is a lot more than that. And so those organizations that maybe historically, again, had underinvested, now are bringing in heads of people. They're investing more dollars in HR infrastructure and talent and people. And so that is the reality of the market that you are stepping into. So I think it's really important when you're hiring a head of people to not just understand the you know, qualification, the skills, the background, the experience you're targeting, but understand the environment and the atmosphere that you're recruiting in. So that's where we are. And in the next video in this series, we're actually going to break down, now that you understand the environment you're recruiting in, let's understand the mindset of heads of people today. What are their values? What are their drivers? What are they looking for? And you need to understand that as you go to market to hire your own head of people, and so we'll be back with more insight on that in our next course around understanding the drivers and mindset of today's heads of people. So you're hiring ahead of people. And in part one of this video series, we talked a little bit about the landscape and the environment that you are recruiting in, in particular, the environment that heads of people have been operating in over the last several years. But now I want to kind of shift forward into helping you really understand the drivers and motivators of today's heads of people so that you really understand the profile in a different way. You know, and I think the most important thing to establish is when you think about top performing chief people officers, heads of people, whatever title it might be, they view themselves as business leaders, not HR leaders. And I'll explain what that means. You know, I think. A lot of times, historically, the field of HR was insular, and you had people come into the field of HR, work their way up into that top role, and you know their experience, their perspective, their views were largely shaped by spending a lifetime in the field of HR. And today's profile of heads of people you know, does also contain that profile, but also contains people who have been inside and outside of different areas of the business. And when you think about top performing heads of people, the thing they have in common is that they bring a certain level of business acumen and understanding to the role beyond just their domain expertise in HR. And to hire a great head of people, you've got to create an environment where you view them beyond just a quote unquote HR leader. They're going to be valuable to you in other areas of your business. When you think about, again, the top performing heads of people, they have one of the hardest jobs in the C-suite. They have to understand 
the financials of the organization, like a CFO. They have to understand a go-to-market strategy, like a chief revenue officer or chief marketing officer. They have to understand intimately the two to three year strategic plan for the business, the threats, the market conditions. And they have to take that understanding. They have to understand their peers' worlds in ways that no other C-suite executive quite does, aside from perhaps the CEO. And they have to create a dynamic people and talent strategy to help the business support and meet its objectives and goals. And now you're dealing with the volatility that is people, right? And, and that's fluid. And there's external circumstances that are also impacting that. So it is a highly strategic job. It is a highly business driven and influencing job. And I think today's top heads of people view themselves in that way. And so step one, when you're thinking about the drivers and hiring a great head of people, do not put them in a box. If you solely put them in a box labeled HR, people, talent, whatever you call it, um, it's going to be a hard time attracting them and it's certainly going to be a hard time retaining them. The other piece that is hugely important, and we'll talk more about this in the next chapter on designing your interview process, is values alignment. You're not always going to agree with your head of people. And when I say you, I'm talking to CEOs or founders specifically. You're not. And that's all right. Frankly, you shouldn't. You, they should have a point of view and a perspective based on their experience. And their job is to be, in a lot of ways, the truth teller to the CEO and the end team. They're going to tell you things you don't want to hear if they're good. They're going to push back and perhaps steer you in different directions if they're good. You don't want somebody who is necessarily going to be on the same page with you every step of the way. What you do want and what they do want is the values alignment. That has to be core and consistent. The idea is you're going to butt heads from time to time. You're going to disagree. Uh, that's part of the nature of that relationship. But that value alignment is core. And again, when you're designing your interview process, you've got to make sure you create ample time to understand what the values are, how they align or don't. The other thing that you really want to do is you want to make sure that you're empowering your head of people. You know, if you're investing in bringing in a transformative people leader, you have to let them run that team. And when you think about the mindset of heads of people, they want that autonomy. Um, and it's not about authority. It's not about a seat at the table. Great heads of people don't give a crap about a seat at the table. They're there. There's no insecurity. They know the value that they bring to the business. But they do want to be in an environment where they're trusted and they're empowered to lead. And your role as a CEO or a founder leadership team is to basically create conditions where they can do that and give them that authority. That's really important. And in this environment, that is how you're going to be able to understanding kind of the mindset, the drivers, the wants, the desires of modern kind of high impact heads of people. Understanding that is what's going to allow you to create an environment where they can come in and do their best work and take your business forward. So in the next video in the series, we're going to actually talk about that interview process. What does that look like? How is it designed? How is it perhaps different than other executives or other candidates? And that will be the next chapter of the series on how to effectively hire your head of people. You're hiring your head of people. And in the first video in the series, we talked about understanding the environment that you're recruiting in today. 
the recent past, the experience, the, the challenges that the field of HR has been through over the last several years and the particular toll that's taken on heads of people. In part two, we talked about the mindset, motivation, and drivers of high-performing heads of people today. What are they looking for? What do they expect out of their next role? What are they going to be attracted to? And in this third installment of the series, we're going to talk about designing the interview process, how that might be a little different than when you're hiring other executives, how you can make that process optimized specifically for heads of people. So let's get into that. You know, I think in the interview process itself, you have to really be thoughtful about the design and the structure of the process. The number one thing that you have to optimize for is time with the founder and the CEO. Most heads of people are going to be reporting directly to a founder, CEO, uh, you know, professional CEO, perhaps if it's not a founder, but that relationship, that chemistry, as we talked about in the last series, that values alignment is critical. It's probably one of the most important relationships in your business. This isn't a 30-minute interview. This isn't an hour video or an hour interview. You've got to really make time to get to know each other, ideally in an interview setting and outside of an interview setting, so you can really understand what are the motivators, what are the values, what are the how do you connect or not? Um, how do you roll with each other? What is the, the, the engagement like? You know, experience is going to be essential, but that, that chemistry and more specifically that values alignment is essential. You're not always going to agree. You're not always going to have the same point of view. And frankly, you shouldn't. But if that values alignment isn't there, it's going to be very difficult for them to successfully lead your organization and build the rapport and the trust and influence that they will need to have with the founder or CEO to successfully help them navigate and drive their business forward. So that is really key. I think also having a cross-section of peers uh, across the executive team is critical as well. They're going to want to know. They're going to work very closely with the CFO. What is that chemistry like? Uh, they're going to work really closely with other functional leaders of your business. So really ensuring that you can maximize the peer set exposure in the interview process is also critical. I would also recommend adding leaders of their people team. And look, ahead of people is going to want to know what's the state of my team. And you know, the executives they're going to meet with are going to have a perspective on that, as they should. Um, but that may not always be the same perspective that members of the team may have. And so having that more holistic view of the organization, the current state of the HR and people team is really important for that head of people to self-select. Am I the right person at the right time for the stage of growth and the current conditions of your people team? So that piece is all hugely important. You also want to make sure that you're bringing a level of transparency and openness to that process. Share your engagement surveys. Share, consider sharing reviews where appropriate. As you get, of course, deeper in the process, if you have to sign an NDA to do so, feel free to sign an NDA. It's not going to be something they're going to have an issue with. But give them a window into the organizational health, right? I think they're going to want to get your perspective on it as whoever the leaders are in the interview team. But they're also going to want to understand, get into some of the data, get into some of the trends. Uh, those markers will really help them, again, make a more informed decision about whether they're the right leader to drive your business forward with the unique conditions of the business 
today, and that will give them a great insight into that. That piece is really important. Um, from a reporting perspective, again, I think most heads of people in today, especially the high-performing heads of people we're talking about, are accustomed to reporting the CEO. You know, that's going to be an expectation for many of them. Now, you may have a different organizational structure. Maybe you're reporting to a COO. Um, you know, that I think I've certainly seen, and I think heads of people are open to those conversations. Um, if they're reporting to a general counsel or if they're reporting to a CFO, those are markers to that individual of what their role would be in your organization. And in, in many cases, it's not going to be strategic. There was a perception that if they're reporting to a CFO, that it's more of a cost control uh, role. If it's a general counsel, it's more of a compliance and risk aversion role. High-performing heads of people will be repelled by that reporting structure. So it's something you should know as you go to market and you're hiring. The other thing that I want to really emphasize that's unique with heads of people is once you've gone through the interview process, uh, and again, what I would also encourage you to do is to ask them who they want to meet. Don't just assume that you're the sole architect of that interview process. I think it's a great, especially once you've had somebody that you've had a, a couple rounds of conversations with, you're narrowing in on them as the right person for the role. From your perspective, ask them who else they want to meet. Ask them what other information they might want from the company, which could include employee engagement surveys, things like that, to help them make a more informed decision. Really, that's the key. You want them to make a more informed decision. You want them to have all the information they need to feel good about the decision. And that means self-selecting in and self-selecting out. And that transparency and openness will allow them to make a more informed decision, which is you know, the healthy outcome on both ends. And then the last thing is you really want to think about once you've gotten to the offer stage, you've extended an offer, it's been accepted, really think about thoughtfully designing both the pre-boarding and the onboarding experience. You know, pre-boarding is that period from when they've accepted the offer to when they actually start. You have to make sure you're maintaining engagement, you're maintaining introductions, you're sending additional information to help them understand the business and the company. It would be great if you could factor in a bit of a buffer time from when they end their current role if they're working and when they start with you, as we mentioned in the first part of this video series. CPOs and heads of people have been through a lot of the last couple of years, so that ability to have a bit of a break and refresh um, is great. I know you can't always do that, but if you can do that, that will uh, go a long way in helping them hit the ground running. Um, and then also in the onboarding process, you know, they, they're going to want to see the org charts. They're going to want to see the financial budgets. They're going to want to see where you're allocating money in the strategic plan. Um, the more you can be prepared for that and actually offer that up as opposed to having them have to ask for the different things they may need, the more groundwork you're putting in place for them to be successful uh, and ramp up in a quick time frame. So again, all really important components when you're thinking about designing an interview process specifically for heads of people and hopefully through understanding these three foundations, understanding the current climate that you're hiring in, understanding the drivers and motivations of heads of people today in, this, in video two, and this video on designing the actual interview process will help you hire a transformative heads of people that can bring your business forward. So this is the first a series on a founder's HR playbook that we'll be rolling out from Amplify Talent YouTube channel. Hope you found it helpful. If you did, feel free to share it. Feel free to click the subscribe and get alerts for future videos. And there'll be additional chapters coming very soon.
Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Redefining Work. For more information on the podcast, past episodes, future guests, and more, be sure to check out AmplifiedTalent.com slash redefining-work. And if you dig this podcast, I strongly encourage you to share it with your CEO, leadership team, and friends to help others discover it. And if you really dig this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and be sure to share it with your friends. We'll see you next episode.